Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Orange County. I had no idea that was your husband. To New Jersey. I never expected this. Step up. Get behind the scenes and relive the drama. Don't talk to him. He's a little twerp. All of this is unimportant to me. With exclusive interviews and celebrity guests. Let me tell you something right now. This is Getting Real with the Housewives. Fabulous. Going with the weird fabulous. Now, here is your host. Hey guys, welcome to Getting Real with the Housewives, a Housewives podcast from right here at Us Weekly, where we break down all your latest Housewives news, give you exclusive interviews with your favorite ladies, and dish the dirt on all things Real Housewives related. I'm your host, Christina Garibaldi. And I'm your co-host, Joe Drake. And we have a ton of stuff to get to this week. So Joe, let's dive right in because of course we're still on hiatus from New York and Beverly Hills, but these ladies are certainly keeping us busy. And we actually have an interview with a Real Housewives of New York newcomer and one of our favorites, Leah McSweeney, who talks evil stepmother, Ramona Singer, and how Tinsley is doing post-Housewives life. But like I said, let's get to the news first because we've got a lot of it, right Joe? We have a lot. I, it cracks me up that even when we're on hiatus from these ladies, we get tons and tons of news. But let's start off with the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because as fans probably saw, they did release their mid-season trailer, which I think they released during the last episode. But it's now up on socials and getting passed around even more. So I wanted to talk about, apparently there's going to be even more drama with Denise Richards' husband, Aaron, who we talked about this before on the podcast, you know, he was very interesting at that dinner party, remember? Right. I mean, we still have no idea what he does. <laughs> no, no <laughs> idea. No idea what he was talking about. And I think Erica Jane is sort of helping steer the ship with this one because in the mid-season trailer, it kind of seems like she is over his bullshit and is like, no thanks. So it yeah. sort of seems like they may go head-to-head. And I always find it interesting when a housewife goes head-to-head with another housewife's husband. Yes. Oh, totally. It's like, who knew right? that Aaron was going to have so much drama this season too? Like, right. I, I, I did not know that he was going to be such a key factor in all this. And of course, Definitely. in the mid-season trailer, we also see Brandy finally makes her appearance, you know, and talks about her and Denise hooking up. So it seems like the second half of the season is going to be a doozy. Yeah, I think we're finally getting what we waited for. And, you know, it's interesting, too, because Denise is showing that she's again, like lifting that fourth wall and talking right to the cameras and is being very clear that if Bravo wants her to remain on the show, that they will not air what they aired. But clearly we're already seeing it. So I don't think Denise is going to be happy. I don't think she's going to be happy either. I wonder if she'll actually be back next season since, um, you know, there's been, she's had a lot of issues with Bravo. It seems like there's like this cease and desist 
that comes out later on this season as well. And, it, and right. based on interviews that I've had with some of the ladies, it seems like that actually had to do with uh, Bravo airing some stuff. So really, I think I, uh, that's the kind of the vibe I got because when I spoke to Erica, she said, you know, if you go up against Bravo, you're going to lose. So we'll see. Oh, I happens. remember that. Yeah. So, interesting. interesting. I also think, though, that Denise knows how to play the game, and she's like, I'm not coming back. And as we say each week, they'll come back. Oh, I yeah. mean, these people signed up for reality TV. They know they can sort of pull the strings of their own puppeteering, and anything is possible. Anything is possible. And if that paycheck is good, they're going to keep coming back. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, let's keep the Beverly Hills Housewives news going because Eileen Davidson actually made some comments about weird Denise Richards' behavior because she makes an appearance later on this season as well. And she said that Denise gave her some weird vibes when she went to her husband's movie premiere with all the ladies, right? Yeah, this was interesting. I'm actually really excited for Eileen Davidson to come back on the show. I really wish she would come back on as a permanent housewife or even as just a friend, kind of like a Sutton character. But specifically because I find this drama so interesting, she was sort of speaking out against Denise and saying that she was acting weird at this premiere But in all fairness, since we already saw it on the show, Denise was going through the surgery that she went Mm -hmm. through and she said she was really sick and in a lot of pain and that she was just sort of out of sorts. And I'm not sure if Eileen is trying to like get it that she was like on drugs or if she was drunk or I'm not sure what she's sort of trying to do. It sounds like she's making a mountain out of a molehill. And again, we saw Denise was going through some issues with that surgery and clearly went through a rough patch. That's right. all. Yeah, no, she was just going through a hard time. And I think one of like a Twitter user said to Denise being like, I don't think Eileen was trying to start some drama and it seemed like Denise agreed. So I think that they're on good terms. It kind of seems like it. But like we said, things can change in a housewives minute. You never know. Totally. And I think Eileen knows that her appearance is coming up. So I think she's savvy. You know, she's fans know that she's also a soap opera actress and has been in the business for a really long time. So I think she knows doing little press interviews here and there. She knows to sort of start stirring the pot so that like we are now talking about Eileen. (laughs) Totally, 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 totally. Well, let's talk about Teddy. Because she has been sharing her postpartum journey for the past four months, yes. ever since she welcomed her third child, Dove. And she recently showed off her post-baby Bobby, because I guess a lot of people have been asking her for, for a postpartum update. And it seems like, you know, this has been a little bit more of a, a challenge for her to get her body back after baby. Yeah, she said that, you know, it's different each time, of course. You know better than me. You're a mom. Yeah. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> But this was really no surprise that she snapped back. I mean, Teddy always looks fantastic. She's very fit. We saw while she was pregnant on the show that she still goes for runs. But what I was surprised by when she posted the picture on Instagram was the three week, if everyone saw the Mm -hmm. picture, the three weeks postpartum. I don't remember her ever looking like that, but maybe I just hadn't seen her around that time. I'm just so used to teddy looking like she does now in the picture with the four months postpartum but she looks great either way she does she looks great i mean right after you have a baby you think like your body is gonna snap though well at least i thought i was like oh i'm gonna be so like just right back to where i was but no after you have a baby you still look like you're five months pregnant which is so so cruel but for her to look like that after four months kudos to her i know that like she was back on her bike like spinning i think 
like maybe one week after she gave birth, which is amazing for her. Like that's amazing. Well, I'm gonna so. I'm gonna brag on your behalf. You looked fabulous after Thank giving you. birth to your beautiful daughter. I saw everyone out there. I share an office with Christina. She looked amazing, just like Teddy. Oh, so I, I don't that. know what you guys are doing, <laughs> but you're doing it right. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard work. And it's not easy, but she it looks is. great. And I, yeah, and I appreciate that Teddy sort of was telling women out there, you know, everyone's journey is different because let's face it, not everyone looks like Teddy Mellencamp, you know, no, it is what totally it is. Not. So Yeah. And, and she like, you know, she struggled with weight for a lot of uh, most of her life too, and which is why she's the right. accountability coach. So, you know, she's, she really, you know, it's part of her job to really let people in on this journey and, you know, she looks fantastic. Absolutely. So, good for her. Good for Teddy. Okay. Let's yes. um, move on to the OC housewives. I mean, we t- I feel like we talk about them just as much as Joe Judice, but Megan Edmonds and Jim Edmonds are in the news again. And what he did was praise his new girlfriend by also swinging some insults at his ex, Megan, right? Yeah, he called Megan, he called his relationship with Megan loveless. But as you said, like, he did it, like, why didn't he just stick to complimenting his current girlfriend? (laughs) Right, yeah, he called it loveless, abusive. He really kind of went in on this while being like, his new girlfriend is the greatest girl that he's ever been around. She gives him so much love, blah, 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 which is great. Good. I'm glad you're happy. But like, just, just let everybody else be like, there's kids involved in this. Like you shouldn't be publicly talking about your, your baby mama like this in the public when you have kids involved. Absolutely. I mean, his post started with, if it wasn't for this girl, I don't think I would be here right now. Period. Mm-hmm. I would have stopped there with a little right. heart, hashtag yeah. love, whatever it is. I don't care. But uh-huh. the paragraph that continued, it was like a train wreck. It was like, Jim, put the phone down. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Put, put the phone down, take a breath, count to 10. Yes. And of course, I think we've mentioned this a couple of times on the show that she is the girl that they allegedly had this threesome with. So right. Megan knows her pretty well. Very well. Absolutely. And again, I say, like I said last week, I am going to have to start a side campaign for their own spinoff because as much as it's, like Mm -hmm. I said, a train wreck, I can't look away. No, no, you can't look away. It's it's really entertaining. And especially now that they both have these these new partners in their lives and they're both such attractive couples. It's just like, it's the perfect recipe for a spinoff. Right, it really is. But Probably I don't I don't think that. it's ever going to happen, but I can dream. You, well, you can dream, <laughs> you can dream. Okay, let's move right along to Kelly Dodd, because she has been in the news lately for things that she has been saying on social media. And this week, she said that she has been a victim of racist behavior as a Mexican-American when a fan asked her, but like, do you truly believe that because you're Mexican, you can't be racist? And she said that she's experienced racism personally, right? Yeah, she said, I've experienced racism personally. I'm a woman of color and love everyone. Now, sometimes I feel like I hit my head and I'm having deja vu on this podcast because it's almost like the same sort of stories with these people, but different quotes. Like Kelly, in the same way that Jim needed to put the phone down on Instagram, Kelly needs to just zip it. Zip it. The The things that she has been saying throughout... Not only the pandemic, but now with like the cultural movement with Black Lives Matter, it's like, Kelly, 
I don't think this is your time to say anything. I mean, that's just right. my opinion. And I know everyone is allowed to speak up, but I don't know. Just, I don't know either. And, yeah. and, and you know, especially with all the calls for her to be fired from the show after, you know, what happened a few years ago when she was under fire after an interview surfaced of her saying that she didn't like or know any black guys. You know, a lot of people were saying that she should have been fired for that comment, just like Stassi and Kristen were fired from Vanderpump Rules. So it just seems like maybe during this time, maybe if she wants to keep her job, maybe lay low a little bit. Right. And it's, I think that's perfect advice because, you know, a fan, like you said, asked, do you truly believe that because you're Mexican, you can't be racist? Like, that's also sort of the conversations that are happening out there in the world is that like, you can't just hide behind what you are like, you know, it's pride month. I'm a gay man. I can't just say like, I know certain things because I'm a part of the LGBT community. Like I just watched a really great documentary this week about the trans community. And I was telling my friends, I learned a lot and I am a part of the LGBT community, but there's still a lot of things that we all learn about each other. And like, you can't just say, because you're, I don't know, just, just stop Kelly. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just quiet down. Yeah. You and Jim Edmonds get totally. off social media. Yes. <laughs> just take a break. I know. Okay. Huh. Let, uh, so much drama. All right. Let's yes. keep it moving to Atlanta. Head on over to Atlanta because yes. our girl per- Portia turned 39 and looking totally fine. Right. Looking fabulous. Well, speaking of somebody who's using this cultural movement, in the right way. I mean, Portia has been so active as we've discussed on the podcast and we were able to talk to her, but amidst all this, she did celebrate her 39th birthday and posted some really fabulous pictures on Instagram looking just like one hot mama that she is. She looks great. She really does. She looks fabulous. She is showing off all her assets or curves and yes. you know she's she she does. She looks really really great and she just had a baby a little while ago too. So yeah. Looking fine, mama. Absolutely. And between her and, I mean, her and Teddy, I don't know. They're both just rocking it. Right. And like you said, that she is really using this time and her platform for good, right? Yeah. I mean, even Dennis came out in support of Portia. As fans know of Atlanta, Portia and Dennis, especially this last season, we saw a lot of ups and downs as always. But Dennis came out and said, on social media that, you know, her activism is in her blood and she has a direct responsibility to lead as having such a public platform. And it sort of reminded me that it's really good to show good behavior and your good side to your partner. And I think it would help the relationship because it's very attractive to, to show your good side, right? Yeah. Oh, totally. No, this is, I think she's, she's been doing a great job and continues to do it. And, you know, Like you said, all of that is very attractive. Well, let's go from Atlanta to New York. We have to talk about our girl, Bethany Frankel, because she has been called out on Instagram and she clapped right on back like Bethany Frankel does so well. I was going to say, at this point, if you're a Housewives fan or you follow Bethany Frankel at all, you know not to throw something out there that she can't clap back at because she will. And she did. she totally will. (laughs) And she did. So somebody took her to task saying that she is no chef after she launched her skinny girl preserves. Right. Yes. And she clapped back saying wrong girl, which again, (laughs) if you follow housewives, you follow Bethany from the get go. I mean, 
She is, as everyone knows, a self-made woman. She was out there baking cupcakes, selling them in stores. I mean, literally doing the heavy lifting alone, pre-marriage to Jason, pre-obviously giving birth to Bryn. I mean, she was really out there struggling with only, you know, a couple grand in the bank to her name and was really making it happen for herself with even before skinny girl, just sort of being a healthy food chef and doing all Mm -hmm. of that. So I think people forget where people come from. She may not have her own cooking show like a Rachel Ray, but she can still do it. Yeah, she can still do it. And and she's doing it and she's making a ton of money. (laughs) Yes. It's just a, I, to play devil's advocate just a little bit, I mean, with the, the way the social media world works nowadays, it just doesn't come across as authentic because Bethany posted this week her new line of like jam for Skinny right. Girl. And like the mm-hmm. the picture is just really posed and she's in hair and makeup with the coffee mug and the pastry. And it just looks a little bit staged staged because it obviously was (laughs) so i think it's easier for people who don't really know bethany to be like oh this just seems so phony because it's staged but doesn't mean she can't get down and dirty in the kitchen no i 100 percent agree with you uh speaking of getting down and dirty this is i think this is my favorite story of the week mine too (laughs) yes so queer eye star bobby burke dropped some serious uh, new york tea after he said a former Real Housewives of New York star literally stole from him at his store, this is before he was even on the show, threatened him, said that they were not going to return the things and that they could basically bring this whole thing to court. So kind of give give us a little bit of the backstory about what happened here. Yeah, so Bobby was on our pal Jenny McCarthy's SiriusXM show. Love Jenny McCarthy. Yes. Love Bobby from Queer Eye. So they got talking about how Bobby had sort of been done wrong by a former Real Housewives of New York star pre-Queer Eye. So this was years ago. Nobody knew who Bobby Burke was, but he was working in New York, obviously, with his designs and being fabulous and all of that. Well, Mm -hmm. he claims that an unnamed housewife (laughs) came into his store and sort of made it seem like she was going to give him a spot on the show, which I'm not even sure she could have done that, whoever this allegedly is, saying that, you know, I'll give you some press on Housewives if you come decorate my new place. And then, long story short, he was like, "Eh, I'll I'll do it at cost. I don't want to do any freebies. And she agreed to that. Well, then the husband called and... I don't know. It's so convoluted. She came into it the is. store. And, yeah, she came into the store after the fact. It was like, oh, Bobby said I can take some things. Bobby wasn't in the store. The employees were like, oh, go ahead and take whatever. Cut to a few weeks later, Bobby's looking for certain things and realizes that this person had come in and stolen. I mean, I guess the word is stolen, right? She came. She came right, and yeah. took things and never really paid for them. <laughs> it's it's this it's this whack job story. But I was like obsessed with figuring out who it was. Christina, who did you think it was when you first read it? Well, first thought was Ramona. Oh, my too. My too. (laughs) But then it turned, well, we don't know for certain if it definitely is, but then some people did some digging and thought that it was Aviva. So remember her from a few years back. Yeah. Because Bobby had commented back in 2014 when this happened 
on Twitter, and somebody tweeted something about Aviva doing them wrong, and Bobby was like, same, or some, something along those lines. So he kind of alluded to the fact that maybe it was Aviva. Yeah, but you we got, don't know. You got to watch sure. out for those old tweets because pe- yeah. people like our friends at here at Us Weekly, our reporters know how to do some digging, and they oh, found some they, Aviva tweets. They are, they are some good <laughs> investigative journalists over so, here. But yeah. go ahead. No, I was just going to say I completely had forgotten to think about Aviva because my yeah. mind initially went to. Uh, people like Ramona and whatnot, but Dorinda kind of got herself into the mix, right? She did. So she was doing an interview today. I think it was today or yesterday. And she said, when somebody asked her about it, she said, Bobby Burke was tacky for bringing this up because she's like, you either bring it up, tell us who it is, or you don't bring it up at all. How do you feel about that? I mean, at first I was like, Dorinda, don't get involved. But then when I was reading what Dorinda said during the interview, I was like, I sort of understand because when he was just saying housewives in general, now everyone's trying to figure out which one it is. And you're sort of yeah, going through the list more of a story. Yeah. And you're going through the list of ladies names and like it, it brings people like Dorinda who wasn't even on the show at the time involved and Mm -hmm. and dorinda as we know is a straight shooter i think everyone maybe would have been into it a little bit more if he just called them out in the first place i mean i don't know i do understand you and i have interviewed a lot of people over the last few years and not everyone is willing to drop names especially when we're looking for some shady stories (laughs) totally yes but like he did he went into detail about this one too so he kind of like broke down every single moment that happened except for just he could have just been like oh you know one time I had this you know crazy run-in with a housewife I don't want to get too much into it I don't know but I, I I see both sides I see not wanting to name them and I see Dorinda's side being like, if you're going to bring it up, you should just name name the person. Right. Yeah, I think you bring up a really great point, which is why it was sort of hard for me to tell the story, because he went into such depth, like step by step of what right. happened and talking about the fact that the housewife like didn't even own the apartment. And then the, there was a husband who called. And then I was like, there was just so many details to the story. I'm like, at that point, just tell us who the hell it was. <laughs> right. Just give us give us the dirt. Yeah. It was a re- Give us the dirt. it was a really interesting story. I think the reason I was so into it was because, as much as I love the housewives, let us not forget that a lot of these ladies, a lot of this behavior happens behind the scenes, and it's really gross. <laughs> it is no, totally. It really, really people is. wanting freebies even though they have a lot of money. It's like, how about if let's say it was Aviva, and I do think we're pretty sure it was how about she goes into bobby's store and is like let's collaborate i'd love to pay you what normal people pay you since i have the money and i would love to feature you on the show so that you have exposure for your business like how about just do it on the up and up and call it a day (laughs) call it a day totally totally agree totally agree okay let's move on to our exclusive interview of the week from one of our new faves, yes. Leah McSweeney. We uh, got the chance to hop on the phone with her, and she told us all about this season. She is a little bit scared about what's about to come up. She is moving into a new apartment. I asked how Luann felt about it. She said, well, since she's moving to a lower floor, she probably won't like it because we know how Luann feels about the lower level. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> So, um, but she was great. So let's start off with her talking about her evil stepmother, Ramona. What's been the hardest moment for you to watch back so far this season? 
Oh, well, actually, I'll tell you what was the hardest moment. It's in the mid-season trailer when I said, I cheapen the group that I elevate this shit. Oh, I thought that was great. <laughs> you, you know what? You can see the raw emotion on my face. Yeah. I was brought back. Like, I'm wincing in pain when I say that. I'm wincing. Yeah. People have, like, screen grabbed it and, like, made memes. And I'm literally wincing because I was so hurt when that happened. You know, you obviously, I can't say what it was and all that. Right. But everyone will see. I was pretty distraught over it. So, so that was hard to see that in the in the mid season trailer. I mean, I know, bitch, I elevate the shit. I didn't even, I don't even remember that I said that, but I was like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but um, hard to see myself in in that moment because I know what I was going through. Yeah, I mean, did you expect going into this that like maybe they would be a little bit more welcoming? Because I know we spoke like right before the season aired, and you know, yeah, you know. And you said, you know, Ramona was like a mother figure to you and things like that. But now you kind of see that this relationship is kind of going downhill pretty quickly. Now I'm like, Ramona's like the evil stepmother that you <laughs> that you don't have. I mean, that's how I'm feeling now. Look, at I'm like forgiving. I am able to keep things moving. I can forgive. I can move on. All that. But there are instances where I'm watching this and I'm like, you know, there's a lot of me owning up to shit and apologizing for shit, but not so much on the other side and some things. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, come the reunion, that's all going to have to be addressed. Yeah. I mean, do you think that they did that just because you were new this season or maybe because you're younger? Like, what? I mean, what was kind of. You know, I think that there's a lot of them. It's not really they, you know, Dorinda wasn't like that. Right. was not like that. Um, it was pretty much just one person that was yeah. on my case a lot. Mm-hmm. Why was Ramona on my case so much? I don't know. I mean, you know, it seems like a lot of the audience isn't surprised. I think the audience was surprised to see from what I've read. People were like, oh, my God, I can't believe Ramona's mothering like Leah and beyond. we're seeing the soft side of Ramona. So, you know, I think people were shocked to see that. So I don't think that this is out of character for her. No. Do you think that she's met her match with you? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to say, it's not like she's met her match in terms of like, I'm, you know, we're, I, I don't know. Like, it's just, you know, I think I, I, I think that I actually just let, I think watching back and talking to friends and family members, they're like, you were so nice and patient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, I guess I was, you know, but look, I, I have manners. I, there is an element of Ramona and this is not any kind of dig at all at her age, but she is older than I am. And I was brought up to respect people who are older than I am. Mm -hmm. I'm like, come from a traditional family, you know? So, you know, I felt bad after I threw the ravioli in her face, honestly, because like if someone threw a ravioli in my mom, in my mom's face, I'd want to knock them out, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, um, but my mother would never behave like Ramona. No, I, yeah. Do you feel like it's almost like a double standard? Like she can say or do what she wants and then you're kind of getting reprimanded. Well, the thing is me and her have, we look at the world in different ways. So what's completely unacceptable to her is much different than what's unacceptable to me. Mm -hmm. Now was my behavior like wonderful. And like, I, you know, am proud of, you know, being completely drunk and like doing somersaults and crying and screaming um, in Rhode Island. No, but at the same time, I'm, I can get over that easier than like, rather than like someone like Ramona fat shaming Sonia or, you know, saying that her brand sucks or whatever. Like I'm not like a person. I'm just like a crazy person. 
Yeah. I mean, what was your reaction when her daughter kind of came after you on Instagram? I know you kind of responded to it, but were you kind of like surprised knowing what Ramona has done in the past? I mean, look, she's trying to stand up for her mom. I get it. You know, like I get it. Like the daughter. So who's not, who doesn't want to stand up for their mom, you know, but, um, is it hypocritical? Absolutely. But I'm sure the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah. Are you like so ready for the reunion or are you kind of, how do you feel about it? Yeah, <laughs> ready. Get ready, everybody, because I'm so ready for it. <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> so it's interesting how their relationship kind of changed throughout the even the first half of the season. When I spoke to her before the season season even aired, she said that Ramona was like a mother figure, and now it seems like Ramona has met her match with Leah. Yeah, it's really interesting because this reminds me of last season. If you remember Ramona not liking that Barbara was on at all, and Barbara wasn't even yeah. a housewife, and Ramona made certain, I think it was in an Entertainment Tonight interview, saying that she didn't even have the apple, that viral moment that went around. Mm-hmm. Um, I right. love that so much, but it reminded me that, you know, Leah and Ramona were getting along in the beginning. I'm like, oh, maybe Ramona's like learning her lesson with the barber thing. And is like, maybe I should give the new girl a chance. Well, now here we are. And Ramona just yeah. can't handle the new blood. She really can't. But I, I mean, we've talked about this. I don't think Leah is going anywhere. She has no. been a great addition to this series. And I don't think that Ramona is going to be able to kick this one out. Yeah. And if anything, the OGs, i.e. Ramona and Luann and even Sonia should be shaking in their boots because Leah is the new frontier when it comes to housewives. Oh like yeah, totally, yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. And she also opened up about Tinsley. Of course, Tinsley left mid season. She said that she was just as shocked as everybody else, but it seems like Dorinda, you know, her conflict with Dorinda made this decision a little bit easier. So we talked about that. We also talked about diversity in the housewives franchise yes. and how there needs to be more diversity. And she is totally on board with that. So take a listen to this. Where are you and how are you and Dorinda right now? Are you guys on good terms? We're great. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. great. All the women. I mean, you know, obviously Ramona and I are not really on speaking terms right now, but am I like, you know, do I think we'll never speak again? No, not at all. It's just right now I'm taking the moment to soak it all in. I'm mm-hmm. processing everything and really thinking about the way she's treated me. And I'm just getting prepped for the reunion. <laughs> You're like, I'm writing down all my notes. I have. Exactly. I have my notes. I'm a Virgo. Don't forget. So I'm coming with receipts. I'm coming <laughs> yeah. with my notes. I'm doing all of that, you know? So I, I cannot wait. Were you surprised that Tinsley kind of, I mean, I think a lot of fans were actually surprised that she left mid-season. Like, I don't think that we were really um, expecting that at all. I mean, yeah. do you think Dorinda was also maybe a factor in her leaving the show? Or was it just all Scott? You know, I think Tinsley would be mad if I gave Dorinda any kind of credit, credit. or mm-hmm. responsibility for, for Tinsley leaving. Do I think that her the issues that she was having with Dorinda made it much easier for her to make that decision to go? I do believe that. Mm-hmm. I do. Were you, I mean, coming into this and seeing their dynamic, were you surprised that Dorinda was giving her such a hard time? I, I, well, I mean, I wasn't surprised at first because I didn't know Dorinda. Well, I was, I mean, as you saw in that first episode, my mouth was like wide open and I'm like, what is going on? You know, like, why are you being like this? I really couldn't figure it out. And honestly, as much as I love Dorinda and she knows that I still am not quite sure what the thing is, what the issues are there. I think maybe there were things that happened off camera that we don't know. 
you know, I don't know because none of it's adding up to me. And that's something else that we're going to have to hopefully get to the bottom of at the reunion too. Yeah. Will Tinsley be back for the reunion? I hope so. Yeah, I hope so too. How is she doing? Is she Does she regret the decision at all or is she totally happy in Chicago? She's so happy. Look, like I said in the show, if I had just 10% of Tinsley's optimism and belief in love, I'd be happy, you know? Yeah. Because it worked out for her. I thought she was crazy. It's crazy saying she wanted to be a fairy tale, not a legend. But look, she believes in love. You know, she's, she's her own person. She is. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, you know, Tinsley doesn't have a jealous, envious, mean bone in her body. I'm 100% when I say that. She just yeah. doesn't. She's not mm-hmm. competitive. She's not catty. She's not petty. I think she actually is kind of the epitome of class. And yeah. I don't even like that word, but she is. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm very happy for her. Yeah. How are her wedding plans going? Do you know any details? That I don't, I'm not sure. I know COVID kind of screwed that up, right. you know, mm-hmm. but I, I think that she probably just wants to, yeah, I'm actually not sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, are we going to see your dating life a little bit more in the second half of the season? Sorry, guys. No, <laughs> there is no dating life. No. Um, I'm trying to remember what happened. Honestly, I'm so busy. Like, I'm. it actually is so much work doing the show on top of, like, running my brand and, like, having yep. my kids. And I have a whole family. As you see, I'm very close to my whole family. Mm-hmm. There's very little time for me to date. But I'm actually, during this whole lockdown, I've realized that maybe, you know, I need to put a little more effort into it. If I want to, if, if I want to find someone, I, I might have to put a little more effort into it, but I'm not sure yeah. if I want someone yet. I'm very happy with my life the way it is, to be honest. That's good. Like, yeah. That's a great feeling, you know? Yeah. And, like, and, and it know? seems like, you know, it's, it's great to see like your, your family dynamic too, and how well you and Rob co-parents too, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. I'm happy that the show highlighted that. Yeah. Has that, what, what's been his reaction to watching back the show? Is he happy? with how everything has been portrayed to? I think he is, definitely. I think he got, like, spotted in Italy the other day. I think he uh-huh. <laughs> I think that, kind of, that, that was a fun moment for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, he's totally happy. We're happy. Look, we just want, you know, the best for our daughter. And I think that the show did a good job of just being honest and truthful. Yeah, totally. No, we've seen you out at protests supporting Black Lives Matter, which is fantastic. I mean... Do you feel like the Housewives franchise needs to be a little bit more diversified with the cast, especially in New York or just all the cast going forward? Well, it's interesting. I mean, look, you see that like all the Housewives shows are kind of like Potomac and Atlanta, Mm -hmm. right? Pretty much like black women. And then the rest of the series are pretty much white women, except for Griselle, of course, who's like just an amazing freaking addition. So, you know, it's, it's like, I, I want to, I want to say, yes, of course, like bring on the diversity and also like, but also like, Hey, does it make sense? Like, do any of the women like have a friend that they can bring in and it like makes sense. And you're not just, I don't think anyone. And, and I know this just from my own black friends who like, I have actually like suggested they don't want to be spoken black women on the show. Right. Mm -hmm. Want to be spoken. They want it to make sense. They want it to be, because they want to be there, not just to make the show look diverse. So I hope going forward, you know, that we can do that. Yeah, no, no, you're totally right. It has to be the right fit. And then, you know, it can't just be you're forcing somebody into a show just to. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. 
So it's interesting that, you know, she said that she has approached Bravo about some black friends that she has, but a lot of her, you know, a lot of her friends said, I would love to, but I don't want to be that token black friend. Right. Right. I totally, you know, you don't want to force something, you know, just be just to, it has to make sense. That's pretty much what she was saying. No, and that's absolutely right. But I, I love that she's talked to Bravo. I feel like we called it when we were talking about Mm -hmm. this, that, you know, Leah would be the perfect person to introduce just a whole new scene, her being downtown. I mean, the fact that she took them to the Russian baths, I loved because again, something they probably wouldn't do on their own because they're so, you know, much these Upper East Side ladies. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's interesting. To the point with Tinsley, it is interesting that I think we were all under the assumption that Leah came in to the show through Tinsley, but that friendship, if that really was the case, that dissolved quickly. Quickly, yeah. It, you would actually not even, like... No. It, I mean, if you picked up maybe a few episodes in and didn't see, like, you know, oh, she was friends with Tinsley in the beginning, like, you would never, never. know that they had a history. Never. Yeah. It's, it, I think that was just their, like, kind of segue in. Like, oh, they met once at a party, they're friends. <laughs> completely. <laughs> completely. <laughs> okay, let's uh, keep the New York news going because we have a lot. So we actually have a couple news on Luann. So she's selling her upstate home, but she also is dealing with the the loss of one of her, her one of her cabaret friends, right? Yeah. So as fans may know of Real Housewives of New York, last season when the ladies went upstate to that home that Luann owned, which if you guys remember is sort of that like circular, like octagon shaped house on the lake, they went to go mm-hmm. see Luann. Dragged a couple of them to see. Um, her friend that does cabaret named Margarita. And she did like a little money can't buy you class rendition, which was so adorable and so funny and so cute. Well, unfortunately she passed away this week. So we are sending our best to her family and friends. She was just such a, a lovely little addition. I love these cameos on the housewives because whether it's Margarita Luann's cabaret friend or Dorinda's realtor, I feel like some of these characters, especially in New York that come on, really just make the series what it is. Yeah. It goes beyond just the housewives sometimes. And these cameos are just really entertaining for me. So it was really sad to hear that news. It really is. So like you said, we're sending our our thoughts and prayers to her as dealing with this difficult difficult time. Um, But Luann is also selling her home in upstate New York. And I'm actually like looking at the photos of it right now. It's in the Hudson Valley. And it is Gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Uh, 1.15 million. Uh, are you, okay. I'll be putting Too it, well. I'll be putting in an offer this afternoon. <laughs> totally. Yes. yes. <laughs> I sort of knew that she wouldn't have this house for a long time. And I think even some of the house, other housewives made mention of that last season when they went to visit, it just sort of mm-hmm. seemed like a place that she got after the divorce with Tom. If you remembered last season yeah. when she was talking with Bethany, Bethany was almost like Luann make the right decision when it comes to moving out with moving out after the divorce, because I think Luann was going to buy like a multi-million dollar home in the Hamptons. And I, I think Bethany was like, whoa, 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 go a little bit more modest because you don't want to be regretting anything in the future. And again, going back to Bethany being such a mogul and a self-made woman, I would take advice from her on that any day oh totally yeah i i mean well i hope she sells it i'm I'm sure she will yes i'm sure she will and i wonder 
I, I still think she has a home in the Hamptons, so maybe she's just trying to get rid of it. Totally, and, I think yeah. so. All right, so lastly, in New York, so there's been some casting rumors that two stars, two former Real Housewives of New York stars, may be returning. Yeah, so who, this was interesting. Who was this was sort of going along, uh, going around on social media that two stars are returning. But it's interesting that this is happening on the same time that we spoke to Leah when she's talking about bringing right. in new blood. Because I'm like, would Bravo bring on two former housewives if they're t- also talking about maybe cutting ties with some of the OGs? Right. But if it is true, I, of course, I know it's cliche, but I would pick Bethany and Jill. Yes, 100%. <laughs> I mean, like, the, who else? Who else would you want to see? I, Just the two of them. No, for real. And I saw a lot of comments on social media. People are like, whether it's Heather and... Aviva, I'm like, no, that would be so no. boring. No, no. You want to see Bethany, Jill, Ramona all kind of reunited. Absol- I think that would be yeah. fantastic. So but good. We'll have to wait and see. We'll see. There's definitely, I feel like there's going to be some shakeups. Definitely. So we'll just have to wait and see. Okay, let's round off everything with our New Jersey. We have some New Jersey and some Dallas news. Yes. So. Teresa Judice, you know, having some fun in quarantine with some some wigs. Yeah, definitely. She posted some new hairdos on Instagram this week. It always kind of cracks me up when the housewives play around with wigs because fans are like instantly convinced that they completely like chopped their hair and dyed it. Right. My sister even texts me over the weekend and was like, Teresa's new do. I'm like, Megan, it's wigs. <laughs> <laughs> and clearly she it showed off several wigs to prove that she was just sort of having fun. But I mean, she looks kind of good with the different hairdos. She does. She looks great. I mean, it seems like she's like in the best shape of her life. She's happy and you know, she's, she's doing really well. So uh, good for Teresa. She's having a good time. And we want to give a shout out to Jennifer Aiden, right? Yeah. She posted a really great Instagram post this week and with it being pride, this month, you know, as fans know, she featured her brother on the show and really helped her mother and her brother sort of get back on their feet in regards to him being gay. And I just feel like Jennifer's support of the community, especially during Pride Month with her brother and everything, is just really, really great because it's important. And um, it really is. Yeah. And I think um, it's interesting to start talking about these New Jersey ladies because. I hear that production is set to resume July 20th, Yay! which is yes. great. Just in time for us to go down the Jersey shore for a little bit, get some summer, summer in Jersey. Yes. So it's really exciting and- that they're, um, that they're about to resume. And I'm sure that there's going to be some drama because what Jackie revealed that she's not speaking to Jennifer. Yeah. Jackie right? is saying she's not speaking to Jennifer, which I think is sort of, again, like I, the Eileen Davidson thing. She knows what she's doing by bringing up past drama because if yeah. they're not going to renew her contract by July 30th, Jackie needs to remind people that she deserves a spot on the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, she definitely does. Yes. So I, I cannot wait for, for Jersey to come back. And uh, speaking of shows coming back, we also have Dallas coming back too. Yeah, so I have a very exclusive unnamed source. I won't name who they are. But I did talk to them and they are working on the Real Housewives of Dallas and they were traveling to Texas. Apparently they'll be there for three months. So it is happening, which I found interesting because I sort of had a gut feeling the last few months that they were about to pull the plug on this show. I don't know how you feel. Right. But. I, I, now I wonder almost if they, they may because now Texas is like an, a hot spot for 
for right. the coronavirus. Good point, so good who point. Knows I, what could, what's going to happen now? Yeah, who this, knows what's going to happen with any of these shows now? Because now it's coming back. It's like, well, oh yeah, God, anything is possible. Like New Jersey yeah. and New York, the right. numbers are good. So hopefully that everything stays okay for that production. But you bring up a good point. I mean, things change by the day with what's going right. on in the world. And like I said, they're going to be there for three months, but they could be packing their bags as we speak. I don't know, but I'll, right. I'll keep everyone posted. But last I heard, they were starting up. I hope so. Is, I'm keeping my fingers yeah. crossed. I am keeping my fingers crossed. Yeah. Okay. So our last story of the day has to go to Joe Judice because obviously every week we have to bring you some Joe Judice news. We do. And yeah. And this week, uh, this week I really like this story because he was slamming a hater who was criticizing not only Teresa, but his four daughters. And he was like, oh, hell no. I'm going to clap back in the best way possible. Absolutely. Apparently someone said that the daughters would end up on the pole. Mm-hmm. Which I don't like that to begin with, because as if, like, that's a bad thing. I mean, I just right. sort of judging what people do in their lives is so annoying. It's such like an old school diss that they would be, like, yes implying that they'd be strippers or exotic mm-hmm. dancers like please give me a break <laughs> please yeah give me a break well he and he even said in his response he was like you know in it being a pole dancer is a respectable job but you know i, I, I let me let me get the exact yeah the exact thing that he wrote because i don't want to mess it up so what he said was please remove yourself off Teresa's page Although pole dancing is a respectful job, my girls have chosen different career paths. Mama Teresa Judice got it under control. We're going four for four, success on point. So kudos to Joe. Yeah, I thought I thought it was, like you said, the perfect clap back. Because not only did he stick up for his ex, his four daughters, he also stuck up for the profession. And it was really concise and well said, you know? Yeah, totally, totally. Very... Good for yes. Joe. Kudos to Joe. All right. Well, we, we have a lot, a lot this, this week. week, guys. Thanks for sticking oh with us. Oh, my God. The shows aren't even on Seriously. right now. Whew. I know, but we have so yes, much. Jeez. Yes. Well, we can't wait for next week. I think New York is back next week, so we'll have even more to talk about. So super excited about Definitely. that. Oh, Joe, how is Rhode Island? Oh, well, yes. Before, ever, before we go, I went to Newport, Rhode Island, where the housewives went. It was absolutely fantastic. I went to the Black Pearl for a Bloody Mary. Yeah. Where the nice. lady... You know what's interesting, though? And I'm sure listeners out there can relate to having ever visited where housewives maybe have been shot. I'm so used to visiting places in New York that I'm, I, that they've filmed at, but this was the first time in a long while I had gone to a new place. And uh-huh. I just, I was like, Oh, this isn't how I thought it would look. <laughs> you know, you just have that yeah, moment of no, like, Oh, it, I thought it was going to be over there. <laughs> right. Well, it's not the most, I mean, the black pearl is great. It's like a fun little hangout, yes. but it's not like, you know, this fancy over the top no. place that like you would maybe expect the housewives to go. Yes. It's just like a fun, cool little hangout on the water. Definitely. Did you go to the Castle Hill for a drink? My friends did. I happened to be going back to our okay. house, which was in another part of town, but I, every, okay. my friends were making fun of me the entire weekend because I planned the trip and they were like, we're all, we're only here because the New York housewives were here. I was like, and you're <laughs> having a great time. <laughs> It is. Yes. It's such a beautiful yes. place. If our listeners uh, haven't gotten a chance to go there, definitely put it go on your Go to Newport list, and uh, see where Leah threw the ravioli. 
yes, exactly, exactly. Well, Joe, have a great weekend. Yes, you too. And I will uh, talk to you soon. All right, sounds good. That's it for this week's Getting Real with the Housewives. But if you need your Housewives fixed before then, make sure you head on over to usmagazine.com. We'll see you guys next week. 